so imagine you and your friends are discussing Shinkai films in the build-up to the release of Suzume over here in the West. And you're discussing these past works like Your Name, Five Centimeters Per Second, Garden of Words. And then one friend who we'll call, let's say, Phil, says, that reminds me of a manga for our podcast. And another friend, uh, say, Sean, goes, it's going to be about fucking feet, isn't it? Just a random anecdote. Probably nothing to do with this episode of that time I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends. And actually, most of them were trash, but some of them weren't, a.k.a. The Trash Manga Friends Podcast Episode 81! Reincarnated Mage with Inferior Eyes, Breezing Through the Future as an Oppressed Trash Manga. Today's episode sponsored by Huya. You know what this show is. Year 3 comes into its twilight moments. Three people, two volumes, one trash manga. Figuring out what's a perfect fit and what's a load of old cobblers. I am your forever host, Sean Coney, joined by Mikey and Filmer. How are you both? Okay, once again, I'm so, left so name, name a famous shoemaker. Right. I'm with you now. Okay. That's, that's why I had to specifically say Mikey. My, 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 my brain went like, Mikey and Filmer, is this like a Flintstones reference for some <laughs> reason? But they don't even wear shoes. What? <laughs> No, Phil's is a very bad puma because there really isn't much that rhymes with Phil in the shoe scene. Bebop. And then I have no idea who Saucony is, but apparently they're one of the top shoe manufacturers. So oh, how about that? Call him Feezies, I don't know. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I do. I want no association it. with that brand. <laughs> we do not associate freely or otherwise. Ah, uh, no, no. Phil's Phil's more of a Croc person. Got it. Crocs, Crocs. <laughs> That's a different clothing item. No, it's it's still a shoe. Yeah. Crocs a fro- shoes. A frock is a fro- no, rock. Rock. No, I know croc, but like you fill croc, frock. I'm trying to do puns. My name starts with a P, Mike. It starts with a f sound. Your face starts with a f sound. Are you Phil? <laughs> Are you frock? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to use his real name. <laughs> I'm going to use his legal name. <laughs> Not his after-hours name, no. <laughs> oh, my. I'm here. You're I'm here. technically awake. I, I, would, I mean, awake. I bet you're, more, you're probably more awake than the other person who... I, I don't know. All I'm saying is... Could not show up on time to save his life. <laughs> All I'm saying is... It got to about 11 in the morning. And I was falling asleep. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, having been awake for about an hour. Okay, like I thought you were saying eleven in the morning from last night. Like, yeah, I imagine you would be tired if you hadn't slept since last night. Oh no, I, 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 I slept as normal. All uh, right. I, I, this I is worrying up. considering we're recording this during the longest outside of Christmas, yes. the longest holiday weekend anyone gets. <laughs> yes. Are we sure? Sure. So, so it's not even like you you be knackered from work because you've had several days off already. Ah, uh, no, oh, I get, no, work, I get work has nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. No, Mike, you don't get an opinion on this. You're perpetually <laughs> exhausted. Like you're not a standard that we would go to. Like I'm the standard <laughs> person here. Oh, you're the standard, are you? I'm the normal I... one who gets up at you know like eight. <laughs> of the three of us, you're the normal one. Hmm. <laughs> not sure about that. No, 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 I stand by that. No. You don't get to call yourself the normal one. I think you'll find I'm the most relatable on this podcast. I would argue I am. (laughs) The trash relatable friends. By virtue of the fact that 
I have to get up during the week for work, similar to Sean, though not quite so early. Mm-hmm. And I sleep in at the weekend, which Sean, I would argue, does not, though he will say he does. Uh, it's not on Saturdays. On Sundays, I like lay in bed for like an hour or two after I'm awake. But no, I don't. Uh, all right, but what time do you I get up on a Sunday, Sean? Usually, it'll be between seven and eight. Very yeah, that, that's far <laughs> too early. No normal person's getting up between seven and eight on a I Sunday. I hate to break this to you. Most adults and parents will be up before eight at the weekend. <laughs> not nah. if they can help it. Not yet. Not if they have a choice in the matter. Yeah, like no, you choose this. But, I mean, I don't. Like, I'm going to go ahead and say I apologize. If I had the to... choice, I wouldn't be working. At I, I apologize to all parents out there who feel victimized by the statement that <laughs> you would you would not stay in bed given the choice. <laughs> like, I apologize on our behalf. How dare you, Sean? <laughs> lazy, absolutely lazy. <laughs> oh, he's calling them lazy now. <laughs> Starting yeah, fires you know in the what? chat today. Yeah, if you're not getting your ass out of bed by nine. Oh, like, on a Sunday. On a Sunday, that's a real hot on, take. On the church's day. <laughs> on the rest. <laughs> the day of rest. I mean, yeah. Sunday service is still a thing. It sure <laughs> is. Although, in my experience, they start at ten. So but, I mean, you've got to, you know, get dressed. Get up. <laughs> maybe, probably maybe have the- breakfast. Maybe in the churches that you're attending. Now, now, why know what you had breakfast when the church is serving you up with such fine crackers and wine? <laughs> Cuisine as like, depending on the kind of church, coffee and biscuits. Oh, God, okay. Well, no. In, in lighter news, uh, the D&D movie's great. Go see it, kids, if you haven't already. It is pretty great, actually. It, is, it, was, it was good fun. Don't, don't think about the why. Like, if we did it on this show, you'd think it was probably terrible because uh, we would rip apart the plot. About fifty what areas, but uh... no, 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 we we would never. I like to think that I would give it a pass because it was still fun. I give it a pass because it's good, dumb fun. I just, yeah. I think in my tweet summary, that's okay. You can see I just say just never, never ask why. Yeah, don't never, don't think never about even it. think why. <laughs> uh, the reason <laughs> don't, I like don't start it. thinking about the core plot of the movie, otherwise it starts falling apart in front of you. Uh, the reason I like it is because it's um. It really does feel like they struck a decent balance between it being in like a serious movie and being just a group of dumb idiots playing D and D. Yeah, which is how so, all D and D games go. Yeah, exactly. Argue. Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah, that's why I think it's it's definitely worth it. it. Is it is a good good time? Have you seen it yet, Phil? I can't remember because I know you were going to see it with no. uh, your SO. Nope, not yet. Oh well, you will. You'll like it. I think you'll like uh, it. Gollum dies at the end. <sighs> yeah, outrageous. Well, that just happened. Now that Mike's ruined that and got us all cancelled. Hmm. Uh, at least he hasn't seen the Mario movie yet. You can't spoil that one yet. Gollum dies at the uh, end. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, speaking of evil, shall we move on to the lovely series as I referenced about 20 minutes ago at the start of what we are covering? Speaking of Goomba stomping, yes, let's go oh, to the movie. Oh. <laughs> stomping a mud hole, as I said. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so this time we have been doing Ori no Himikutsu wo Haitakuri, aka Help Me Put On My Princess Shoes, a romantic drama manga that ran from May 2015 to August 2016 for three volumes total. Written and drawn by Atsushi Suga, who's done a bunch of other works of which none I've ever heard of. 
think this or the more porny one he's done is the most popular of his works or her works actually don't know unsurprisingly not licensed no anime no 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 fun spin-offs or anything like that to talk about but um you know let's let's try and be neutral for the next couple of minutes phil what's this lovely charming series all about i mean it's got princess in the title it must be wholesome i mean must it but do you know how most disney stories go the Disney version's wholesome. Ignore what they're based on. Debatable. This series follows Nishimura Shosuke, who is a shoemaker. He seemingly only deals with male clients and is brought back into the world of female shoes upon meeting our female lead, Akane Sakamoto. There you go. That's what I'm giving you. Okay, that's okay. that's very succinct. Well, I mean, he's he's missed one of the main characters, but otherwise, yeah. I, I, I mean, yes. I'm not I'm not going to throw you right in there, even though, yeah. <laughs> even though the manga <laughs> does, yeah. to throw you in. I mean, no, you want to talk about throw you right in there? Like, let's put it this way. So, Phil, <laughs> Phil picked this series as I referenced in the anecdote at the start because I mentioned Garden of Words. He was like, "Oh yes, feet." So he picked that, and he's like, "Ah, it's it's pretty, it's probably fine." And I think he like was reviewing it at the end of the last recording session. Was like, "Oh no!" Uh, like I, I opened it up, yes. <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, no, I can't." So then I relatively quickly, because I wanted to do a relatively quick turnaround on this one, so I opened yeah. it up and started reading. Oh no! Not I, I believe my no. exact words were, "I don't think you'll make it two pages before you hate it." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I opened it up and then saw the first couple of pages and was like, oh, no. <laughs> and yeah, then and, uh, uh, Mike even on his stream was like, oh, I'll give you a live reaction the first couple of pages. I didn't show it on the stream, and thank God I thank didn't. God. <laughs> I mean, both me and Sean told you not to. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been doing this bit long enough that I, I know that's a terrible, terrible idea to open open a random link on, t- on stream. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, so I I opened it up and I was watching like, oh, that's porn. <laughs> it's just porn <laughs> immediately. It's immediate fetish content. Page one is sex. Yep. Well, so phase st- page one is literally porn, as in he the character is literally watching porn. Yes. No. No, he's no, sorry, this, he's, he's having a dream, sorry, yeah, this is a wet oh, dream. Oh, right, okay, right, my bad, my bad. Wet dream, and you see the payoff for... Oh, yeah, oh, what? you see plenty of, uh, plenty of payloads, let's say. Now, you see, I was trying thing. to debate, because it's like, here is my, one of my notes under visual style. Do I praise this for showing semen? Am I that guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, visual style, sticky. I, it's, but you don't usually yeah. see the jizz. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you wouldn't get that particular shot. Normally, you'd be like, "Oh gosh, damn it! Guess I need to go put the laundry on." <laughs> like the implications there. Yeah, because I mean, we have a, there's a shot later on as well when he, um, for one of a rare word, uh, bukakis someone's feet, and you see the jizz, and it's like, uh... yeah, th- this thing. If you haven't picked up on that so far, is just end to end foot and leg fetish content mostly feet it's that that's all this is in fact to the point where the story is largely irrelevant it's just a bunch of like porno logic excuses to get to the next foot fetish scene the thing is i don't even think it's that no. needing to foot fetish 
like the guy has the has a problem. <laughs> he definitely but, has a problem. Holy but shit, it's not like like when you see like foot fetish style art, like the volume covers of this series, it's very much like making the feet like a massive focal point of the panel and then the rest of the whoever they are isn't really what. I don't know if this series actually really ever goes that far outside of those specific scenes where he's jerking it. I mean, uh, I would actually say, disagree. I would actually say as well, like, it's a bit weird that they always seem to put the emphasis on the feet when allegedly he doesn't allegedly. have a cock fetish. He has a leg <laughs> Yes. I'm yeah, assuming. That's just weird, Phil. The readers can't get off to legs. <laughs> I'm that's assuming. Them, that's them trying to make the character not quite as weird i i'm assuming that this is more of a translation issue and when they say leg fetish they mean they mean no, literally the entire no. leg foot included a lot of i mean yeah okay yeah it includes the feet but i think it i don't think that's a translation issue because we need throughout he is rather obsessed with the leg as a whole rather than specifically oh look at your big toe oh what that's the th i mean th we are very much going into the reads on this one but like that's the. I mean, well, to, to be okay. yeah, the manga does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was also going to say like it's because it is somewhat of a driving force for the main character. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like the whole point is so the third character we've not mentioned is Kanai Seki, who is his ex-wife, mm -hmm. and basically, once upon a time. Our main character did make women's shoes. He was great at it, apparently. But because of his fetish, it was affecting his married life. His mm -hmm. wife was sort of, uh, what's the word? Not teasing. Like, she was just being kind of a bit mean about it in a way. Sure. Bullying him. Yeah, bullying. Uh, might be a better way of putting it. But, um,. He was not happy with it. He didn't like the fact that it was affecting his life so much, and she was essentially bullying him for it. So they got divorced. He stopped making women's shoes because he wants to change and not be so driven by the legs and the feet. Like this, he straight up demonstrates addiction behavior through this. I don't think that's what was intended, but as absolutely what they show. Like this, I mean... the need to like. Whenever he's around feet or legs to a lesser extent, <laughs> it really does drive his entire behavior. Like I mean, he get he gets yeah. immediately like aroused in the presence of feet, and he like obsesses over them. So yes, it makes sense that he'd want to make women's shoes because he likes women's feet, but also it's a real obsession of his, like to a yeah, gross so, degree. Like, they, they call it a fetish. Yeah, as you say, like it is turned up to 11 it's it, it is yeah. a psychological fit it's like it's not just yeah I, I liked it it's more like his body is that even without him wanting it to his body is naturally reacting to to legs and feet as you're repeatedly shown because it's like oh look he's got a boner hey look he's got a boner did you know he's got a boner mm -hmm. and like this guy actually can't control himself around feet and legs in general like he it has been shown multiple times throughout this that he has a genuine addiction problem with this. Like, even goes so far as to do the addiction thing of like, no, I'm just going to quit for a while and it'll, that'll make it better. Like, that's... You're not addressing the issue I mean, here. that just... is more tied into his relationship with Seki than it is necessarily. I, I mean, noise. sure, but no, I, I, I really do feel like this, even if it's not intentional from the writer's point of view, it, like, this absolutely shows 
some straight up addiction behavior. Oh, sure. And it makes the character well, kind of unlikable. I mean, I mean, he wants to get over it. Like he makes it very yeah. clear that he's not happy with this element of himself. So I think that's sort of the point as well. It is his central conflict of the character. He wants to get over this, but he is struggling to. He is that addicted that far into it, kind of. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, he as, as you say, he, do, he does what he can. We said like he distances himself. He stops making women's shoes, so he's not got female client. Mm-hmm. So on, but he still struggles every time his ex-wife comes around and still demands he does work for her because why not? Oh, because like I know in the past, uh, Mike has loved to throw around the term "toxic relationship" for things that mm. I've been like, yeah, oh, no, my, this, yeah. that's not toxic, but uh, this one absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah complete agreement. Um, yes, like I would say specifically from her end as well, in a way, because she knows. She she's got him around her little finger, basically. Well, little toe, maybe. He has a character. <laughs> yes, uh, as a character, he will just gem like you can bully him essentially into going along with things. Like we oh, see that both yeah. from his ex-wife, oh, yeah, and, to, to a say, lesser extent, like, but um, the schoolgirl Akane also does it to a lesser extent. So yeah, because that's pretty much how we get into the meat of the story, as it were. I mean, that's that's the catalyst for anything he ends up really doing. A lot of it is just someone just goes, "You're doing do this, this now." <laughs> You're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. And you're just like, no, stop, no, I don't want to. Ah, uh, fine. Like that. Yeah. Like, because don't get me I, wrong. I want to say poor guy, but also. Don't get me wrong. Addiction is a disease, absolutely. But he does, he, he identifies that it's a problem and he does the bare minimum to, like, address it. Right, okay, okay, Mike. No, How he's... do you address this issue? He is still more than happy to work with like sh- women's shoes and stuff, and that's a big trigger point for him. He doesn't even try to like reskill or anything like that to find an income elsewhere. And honestly, I don't know if he's getting any real income from this. Like, if the idea was that his shoes were so popular in the past that they sell for bajillions of money online, the guy's probably already pretty independently wealthy. He doesn't really need to do this. So he's choosing to put himself in an environment where he is going to encounter women's feet, like, a lot. Well, yeah, so... it's sort of, as we say, that happens as we get to the start of the story, but, like, at the very start, he's very specifically stopped doing women's shoes. That was the whole yeah. point. But he still runs a re- shoe repair shop. Yes, but he doesn't do women's shoes, specifically. Uh, it's like, I don't know, that... To me, that feels bare minimum E, And I'm trying not to come down on the side of addiction the people who are addicted are bad because that's not what i feel at all no it's just i mean i would also highlight yeah. that from the little i know cobbling is not like a easy profession like if you no. spent years having your craft even if you lose half of your clientele in theory yeah. that should still and we do it is addressed at some point as well that is financially struggling though i do also agree when they also then reveal how super popular he was and how much issues used to go for you would imagine he'd have either more financial stability or more male clients. I mean, especially considering well, uh, that we also find out that he's got stockpiles of shoes in the back rooms of his shop and he could just sell those if he needed money, because apparently they uh, sell for fuck knows how much. Bear in mind, he is more trying to make shoes bespoke, so that was more yes. proof of concepts, I think, than anything. He could still do it. I, 
yeah. I just have very little sympathy for this guy. All the like works in progress, I think it was sort of implied. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying you need to have sympathy for him. I'm just saying I do kind of get how he's ended up. Outside of the financial bit, which is a bit, when you lay it out, confusing. So I don't think they necessarily put a timeline on how long he's gone male clients only. I mean, he the divorce was, I think, three to four years prior to the start. So presume, and it was in that timeline. I so yeah, I would there. assume they would happen pretty much around the same time. Yeah. You say male clients only, you exclusively only see him get female clients in these first two volumes. Mm-hmm. And like, I know the idea is they are walk-ins off the street or his ex-wife. Well, it's, it's more, we only see two clients full stop before he, um, before changes, he changes his ways. His and it's the two main characters besides himself. I so. thought there was a, uh, an older woman as well that came in maybe, but... There, there was once he starts... Oh, uh, yeah. Once okay, he starts right. doing women's shoes. But also, I believe you see him sorting out a guy's shoes early on. Like it, It's very just sort of like, yes, here's your shoes. Get out kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think sort of the implication is the reason he can't sustain business off of men's shoes is because they're just a lot more generic. Like they'll still be made tailor made, similar to like the women's shoes. Well, what are you saying that men don't do fashion as well as women, Phil? I'm saying like when it comes to men's shoes. There's a lot less choice, yes. We are the boring gender, yes. Yeah. What I'm going to say is, <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what the cultural difference is in Japan for men's shoes, but I have the same pair of shoes for the last 11, 12 years now, and they still work, so I'm not changing them. Yeah. <laughs> so I would argue that's more of a male thing than it is a that's Japan what I'm. Thing, that's but... what I'm saying. Like I don't yeah. know, maybe they are better at changing their shoes than, than that, I am. That's, thing, like, but that's my point of reference. I imagine most guys, you probably have two pairs of shoes. You yeah, have like your, can, how many do I have like these days? Your day-to-day shoes you'll just wear when you're out and about. And you'll have some nice dress I, shoes for like... I have five, which is the most pairs of shoes I've ever had by a long-ass way. I've got like three or four pairs of shoes that I, I literally have never worn. Because I'm like... Oh. My current shoe breakdown. This is fascinating content for the listeners. I mean, it's relevant. It's relevant. No, it's fine. I have two for work, like a winter and a summer. Shit trainers for if I'm going somewhere where I know it's going to be mucky because I walk a lot. And then two nicer pairs of shoes, which are like one laced and one lace boots, and then one Velcro trainers that are clean. Yeah, like I've got one pair of smart shoes if I need to go to wedding funeral job interview formal pretty occasions. much catch all formal wear yes and i've got my boots which i wear every day and i've got like three or four pairs of trainers that people have bought me over the years because they're like <laughs> desperate for me to change my shoes <laughs> they're like nah the boots work fine <laughs> so yeah i don't change uh-huh. shoes very much, almost so all imagine... of my shoes stay until eventually the soul gives up on life and yes I'm like i should probably change now because every time i walk in it's mildly wet my feet get so for me it's like do my feet get wet when i walk in a puddle very much that's why i stopped wearing trainers because that kept happening like oh, oh yeah they, they, i think they only last me like generally a, a couple of years each pair of a pair of trainers it's also and this is also still relevant it's the whole um Oh, it's a Terry Pratchett thing. That it might have even been shoes. The the cheap oh, shoes. Oh, it balance. actually yeah. is. You're on about like the the guard, not the guard, the Night's Watch. Is it? Yeah, yeah. like if you get watch, a cheap pair of boots, then it's actually more expensive because you have to keep buying new boots. Yeah. So yeah, because yeah. you buy like 
a cheap pair of boots now, you're going to have to buy the same pair next year. Yeah. So yeah while you're yeah. saving money in each individual purchase over the long run, you're spending more because a rich person will just buy some really fancy ass yeah, shoes it, it, and be happy for the next 10 years instead. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's exactly what I've got with my boots. I've been happy for the last yeah. 10 years. I'm not wealthy, but those are good boots. Reader. Uh... Yeah. Read, read Terry Pratchett. Yeah, don't read this. Read Terry Pratchett. <laughs> that's the takeaway of this episode. I feel that's the takeaway of a lot of episodes, to be fair. <laughs> it's, it's true, true. We might not say it, but in, bear in mind, for most episodes, read Terry Pratchett. <laughs> <laughs> read notable authors, yes. <laughs> to kind of loop back to the other part, I think the only real cultural, cult, cultural, cultural, I can talk, difference that they highlight between here and japan and i don't know if this well you two as westerners will be able to confirm or deny this is when they talk about when they're actually in a shoe shop and how apparently in japan they're all like no we couldn't walk like test try these shoes on and walk around the shop and i'm like really because <laughs> i do that all yeah. the time because i do that yeah that's uh i think that's like a i'm gonna call it a weird culture thing weird from my point of view where it's like uh certain things are considered more taboo in Asian cultures, which See, we just I get, don't even I get consider Asian, here. Japanese culture is a lot more kind of like conserved polite, and formal, restrained, yeah. yeah. But that just seems like a weird one for me of like, you're going to be wearing these for probably a year. Surely you should be trying them on. <laughs> this is a complete guess, but again, makes sense to me. It, it might be a case of you've put these shoes, these this uh, salesman has given you these shoes to put on and try, and it would be rude to like walk around and test them in front of him because. You're like you're implying he doesn't know what he's talking about and what he's doing, so maybe that's mm -hmm. what it is. Because I know they have a few things like that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, maybe you do get a lot to give this series a little bit of credit. You do get a lot of shoe and feet and foot and leg facts in this, which I didn't know. Like various <laughs> different foot shapes, shapes of, you could have. Foot shapes, yep. How that influences shoes and then stuff like and that. And how the shape of Japanese feet is being changed over the years due to. Uh, Outside genetics coming in. Our filthy influence, yeah. Yes, yes, Western influence. Goddamn gaijins coming over <laughs> there and ruining our feet. Yeah. And you get to see like a good, a good chunk take, of take the shoe our women. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's literally what it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally what it Taking is. Taking yes. our men and women and genetically mixing, <laughs> and yeah. Fucking them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Making the babbies with weird feet. <laughs> Actually, that I think that was one thing. They do talk, as we sort of said, like, they do talk about, like, feet shape at one point. They do. Like, this is very clearly made by a foot enthusiast. Oh, this is made by someone who loves cobbling as a whole, I would argue, because, I mean, heck, yes. in terms of, the art isn't always, like, great, to be blunt, yeah, it's but fine. It's, it's fine. But, like, the cobbler, the actual, like, environment of the cobbler, you get feel that that's... Atelier, that's the word I'm after. The actual shoe atelier shop that he runs, you do get a good sense for the yes. geography of and where everything is and the process of making shoes in there and all of that. So atelier. even the character art themselves is fine. But I feel oh, like yeah. it's a it's a well planned out geographical space, which you don't always see. Yeah, and it's like it's got the whole like traditional craftsman feel. Yeah. Japanese craftsman feel to it. So atelier is a new word for me. Uh, it is in the series. They do say hmm. it. Like the shoe's no, called, yes. like, the shop's called like Atelier West or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, or Atelier much. if you're pronouncing it just, terrible just way means, like I uh, do. No, no, that like, be, no, just, I just means like workshop, basically. Yeah. Cool. Wait, hang on. You've not heard of Atelier? No, I've not heard the word before. There's a whole JRPG franchise called of it. Well, I've not played that one, clearly. 
<laughs> is it got as I much mean, foot fetish content as this does? No, it's no, more that, about... they're all about the thighs. Oh, right. <laughs> that, that's right. So. <laughs> oh, oh, God. That meme, that meme is just... Which... Oh, okay. Some, someone basically, with the release of the sequels, so there's three Atelier Riser games, with the release of the sequels, he took the promo art and figured out the ratio of her head to her thighs. <laughs> and as the sequels, with each sequel, the thighs are getting bigger. Like, all, all, all I'm saying with the two things here is, first of all, um, they know their market, and second yeah. of all, I've figured out who the foot fetish person here is now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're clearly talking about thighs now, so keep up. I, that's A thigh is part of the foot. Your thighs go straight part. into your feet. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, we're gonna. I, I'm gonna defend this, even if it makes me sound like an idiot. Now, we're gonna use feet and leg pretty interchangeably throughout this episode. Generally I speaking, mean, yes, but not that's fine. Very specifically, thighs are not part of the. You can do the same sort of tracking over time with uh, Chun Li from Street Fighter as well. <laughs> Like, she starts off normally proportioned in the first couple of games, and more recently, she getting, she getting thick. I think Chun-Li, Kami, and um, Jury have all gotten more accentuated, to put it nicely. Sure, but it's mostly Chun-Li, and it does make a modicum of sense, uh, because her whole thing is kicking. Anyway, dragging us back away from these fun times. Back <laughs> from back. Kicking and screaming, I'll have you know. <laughs> I mean, that is half of his relationship with Can I, it feels like. <laughs> yeah, it is. Just... It, it is a very... Um... She constantly is, like, demanding better of him while also bullying him repeatedly and, like... It's a mixed bag, to be sure. On I, I don't and, like... even feel like it's a mixed bag. She's just... <laughs> kind of an incredibly asshole. Incredibly yeah. manipulative, yeah. <laughs> like, she'll lead him on and lead him on and lead him on, and just as they're about to go the way, it's like, nah, I've changed my mind. Uh, go away now. Like, you're, you're out of control, and it's like, you would... Like, he literally said, tell me if you want to stop, and you were letting him <laughs> continue. <laughs> it's also one of the first, if not the first time we see her. She makes out, puts him in this situation where he technically initiates sexual contact, and then she's like, leans into it, and then before it actually happens, she cuts it off. But, like, she also knew that putting him in that situation would make him want to initiate sexual contact. So she's clearly in control of this situation and is just kind of being an asshole about it. Well, that's yeah. just generally what she's portrayed as doing with their relationship. She will just constantly be like, ah, oh, I need you to do something for me. And it's like, oh, but look at my legs. It's like, yeah, I get that people have various kinks and they take various forms. And th there's normally like some sort of agreement that happens in these situations, which has clearly not happened here. Like, there's no, there's no consent to this relationship. Yeah, well, I mean, you see, ugh. like, in one of the later scenes when they're on, for lack of a better word, a date, it's more like they want well, agreed to, like, meet up, which, you know, ex-married couples, perfectly fine, and all that, mm -hmm. just, you know, catch up and things and that. But literally, because they happen to bump into a guy at that point, so she kind of just devolves it into, like, doing ye old hentai meme of, like, fondling foot hid penis under the table with your foot and being like, oh, man, you want, you want to fuck, you want to fuck, when he just wants to have a chat with her. Yeah, straight like, up just like starts foot jobbing him under the yeah, table pretty much. He's like, what stop? Like <laughs> I, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, yeah, like it's one of those um reverse the genders situation. Is this still okay? And like, I'll 
I don't think it is. Like this, like I don't think this is okay at all. No, it is a toxic relationship. I think yeah. it is. It's abusive, not just toxic. After multiple series of being like, "This is toxic," and me being like, "No, not really. No, this is. This is definitely." And it's always because um, clearly he still has feelings for her, and I want to say she does for him too. Maybe we're shown throughout that he would like. I mean, I don't know if he is that now at this moment. We have been shown that he has tried multiple times to kind of fix the, his issue and fix their relationship, which I don't think is yeah. going to happen because of the kind of personality she is. Oh, but like it's. But she, because it's implied she's sleeping with other people, so. Mm-hmm. so... I don't think it's even implied. You straight up see it. Once, you, she actually, yeah, that's true. So I think it's more just she wants to keep him on the leash and control yeah, this him. Is pretty much what I was thinking because she's not not into the whole feet thing like she's clearly amenable to it and she knows that he likes it so we see many scenes of her like doing stuff with her feet to get him off essentially so she's clearly like not i don't think she hates it. him or anything like that yeah because yeah. we do see a few times when they're actually just acting like an old married couple and just bickering and the other third character just points that out back when in the few moments when they're not being toxic and she's not trying to abuse him into doing something for her you can absolutely see how these two used to be in a relationship. Yeah, like, but that's the thing. She, instead of being like, instead of being like, I'm going to do something with you on this, I'm going to join you where you are, and I'm going to be on the same page as you, she uses it to control him and manipulate him. And he's not into it. Like, that's not their thing. He doesn't want that. But I would say as well, further on top of that as well, we do see once or twice where she's actually trying to, like, dissuade people away from interacting with them. Yeah. Like one of her first react- interactions with Akane, the high school girl character, is to be like, oh, don't you know this degenerate? Oh, you, you don't want to hang out with him. Ooh. Like uh, trying to isolate him. To be fair, well, like their first meeting, she actually says, oh, look out for him. He has a leg fetish. Yes. Like, which there's really that, nothing wrong with. There. Yeah, there's like really nothing wrong with having a foot fetish or a leg hey, fetish. I would argue like that. that she, in a surprising twist for me, takes one of the most wholesome approaches. I mean, it's because she doesn't understand it's erotic, but she takes one of the wholesome, wholesome approaches I've seen. These like, I mean, people have their things. That's yeah, pretty that's much. his thing. Then that's okay. Yeah, like, she actually whoa! does. She's, she's a high very road. Open about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a high non-judgmental road as yeah. well. She's, she's like, oh, okay, that's it's not what I'm into. It is. It does get a bit bad when she's not into it and he keeps ogling her. That's the problem. <laughs> like, I, I agree. That's, that's the issue. Yeah. But like her reaction to it is is fine. Like it really is. It's just that this guy is. I feel like he's being constantly pushed towards criminal behavior by this other person because by his ex-wife because he is constantly demonized for having this fetish that he has. Okay. It's it's not great. I don't think he ever goes criminal. Um, <laughs> like you're allowed to look at like maybe he doesn't. As it quite... might be you can look at people's feet. Like that's not. Yeah, a no, crime. no, I get that. But like <laughs> it's when it crosses the line from even if it's not a sexual thing for them, it is for him. And so that crossing the line, that crosses the line of like consent and stuff. And granted, I don't know if there's any actual laws against this. So criminal might have been an extreme term. I mean, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I doubt it's criminal because, to use a very crude example, if you want to jerk off to a photo on Facebook, there's nothing against that. Sure, but also, how details. would you? How would you even police that? I... Yeah. yeah no, no, I'm just yeah. saying, like, it's still 
ethically wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, like, we agree with that. It's just you couldn't, you can't really say it's cruel. Yeah. Like, yes, don't, don't it just, it definitely around, feels it. That's for sure. Don't, don't walk around leering at people by any means. Like as long as they're or, over eighteen, it's all fine. Is she over eighteen? She's a high school. No, girl. she's no. high school. Yeah, but it's also Japan. I can't remember exactly what the ages are in Japan. I want to say it's like 16. depends where you are. Yeah, like what yeah. province you're in or whatever it's called. Yeah, prefecture. Prefecture. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I'm assuming it's about sixteen. I think for the vast majority of the country, it's fifteen. Yeah, like I know it's surprisingly low. Like it's one I of mean, those it things. Sounds quite right, considering you have those stories of all like teacher and student. Well, it's that. also I know the it was a big thing recently. They've been doing some work on. Basically, half the problem is there are places in Japan where the age of consent is. I'm going to say one. Ew. What? And it's because of some like indigenous tribes. Or I I don't know the exact reasoning behind it. I don't particularly want to know the exact reasoning. Behind <laughs> yeah, like it. you don't want to end up on a list by googling this. <laughs> but um, yeah, there was like certain contexts where it was like extremely low, and then there's been some stuff recently where they've been bumping it up a bit. Because I think even outside of that, it was still quite low from our perspective, and I think they've bumped it up just generally across the board and said no we're stopping this shit now that's the thing like age of consent is a whole massive debate that you can have like i don't necessarily think that 18 is the best like i feel you can make it younger than 18 as long as both parties are younger than 18 it, but, uh, it's different well, yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's generally different. what most places have anyway yeah. most places have what they call like a um romeo and juliet clause yeah so like, basically, it, basically like that, if one 10% rule or i can't remember no basically it's if if, say, one of you is over the age of consent, but the other one is, strictly speaking, if you just went on age of consent, that's illegal, not not allowed. But, you know, if actually you're only like a year apart or whatever, they go, you know what, yeah, that, that's fine. We're, we're not going to call you a paedophile because your girlfriend's one month younger than you and still 17 and you're 18 or whatever. Yeah. So most places have some sort of rule around that sort of idea. Actually, while we're talking of while we're talking of this stuff, just a weird random visual thing I picked up on one point. Uh, at the very oh. start of the series, when you're watching the porn, they're very <laughs> careful to hide the naughty bits. But then later on, when he's watching porn, now nah, they're the nipples. I'm like that's weird. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing by that point, they're like people know what they're here for. It could also just be down. How would you to not the, uh... know what you're here for when you open the book and the first color pages are sex and? The guy jizzing. It it will certain prints of a series will be censored and some won't be. Okay. E either way, it was just a random takeaway I had. Like not not relevant because I mean you could cut most of the fan service from this and it'd probably be better. I don't like, know, honestly. Like if you, you can still have him have a problem, but I don't need to see him jizzing on people. I don't need <laughs> a scene where she pulls her leggings down and her pants have come with it. Yeah, that does like, happen. <laughs> I, I. That's the thing, though. Keep like, it's a problem, but don't have the porn. I I agree with you. I do on that point, but like, I agree that there is a a story to be told here because there usually is. But if you were to like just wholesale lift out all the fan service from this and not replace it with anything, thing would be like six pages long. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. It would just. Yeah, I don't know if it would become six pages long because you'd then be essentially just be left with how to make shoes and 
the toxic relationship parts. But uh, yeah, we're definitely. I mean, considering it's only a three volume series, is it actually done as well? Like the finish? Yes. Oh, it it got shit canned. <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't you know. know it got shit canned. It, it <laughs> I mean, finished. I've not read volume three, but I do like look up reviews of people, and people in reviews are like, "Man, crazy how volume three was insanely rushed out of nowhere," and I'm like, "Ah, so I it got cancelled." I, I don't know. So it's been a few years since I read Volume 3. I don't remember it being like, oh my god, this was clearly cancelled. Hey, I mean, you're the one who's read it. I mean, yes, I don't remember much of it, though, is the point. I mean, where we ended Volume 2, it doesn't feel like we're five chapters away from it finishing. Although it could well be because of how... I mean, all the plot really needs to be at that point is... Oh, I've made your shoes, you can go now. And like, no, I'm going to stay. And there you go. Well, I mean... So that's, that, that's something we've not really touched on yet. What's that? What what shoes, Sean? <laughs> what plot, Sean? <laughs> sure. Well, no, it makes allusions to a plot and then never follows up on them, so I'm presumably just never had time to evolve them. In theory, the plot, the actual plot, which I think starts in Chapter 2, I think that's when she shows up. I might be wrong. Yes, she's not in Chapter 1. Yeah, so Akane Sakamoto, the high school girl, uh, walks into the shop one day and is like, please repair these, sh- or like, mend these shoes that my mother used to wear, um, her late mother, which were made at this shop, which were apparently made by the past owner, a plot point that is never brought up again. Uh, well, because it's irrelevant. It's just, it was made by his grandfather. The well, the thing owner. was, they say that, and I thought, oh, so this is going to be why he doesn't make women's shoes anymore. Like that was a, it was like that was what his dad did, and or his grandfather okay. did, and then he doesn't do that. And then that's no, not at all what it goes. It's just a random aside that never comes up again. So she asks him to do that, and he says, no, I don't do women's shoes. At which point, you get an elongated, no, you, you are going to do these, though. You are going to make these, and then after. After being worn down and battered down, is like, well, fine, you'll have to work here to pay them off, and I don't get any clientele, so uh, you're no. screwed. Uh, I'm ex- I'm skipping the bit about prostitution. Okay. Oh yeah, that does happen. She does at one point go fine. I, I'll do it by selling my body. It's like you what? By which I mean working here. What did you think I meant? Like the what? I thought you meant what people usually mean by that phrase, but okay. And then we find out that she actually did mean that because, you know, she immediately no, turns no, no, to... No, no, in... And she turns to <laughs> compensated dating. That's the phrase, yes. She goes yeah. to that. And... But it's implied that she was about to go further before the hero... No, it's miraculously the guy, in. The guy, not our guy, the guy she was going to compensate dating with was like, well, if that's on the table... And then, yeah, I'll, um, for not the first time, our guy magically swoops in out of nowhere to whisk her away. Like, saved. I, this guy has Apparently no real reason apps, even though he's shown no romantic interest in anyone yeah. else other than Ken, okay. literally no reason to be there and he's just like i'll save the day no, he was there he was meeting his own compensated date either way, to, to wrap up the point before we move on yeah so basically that the plot of the story is that she now works for him to pay off the large sum of money that she'll need to make her a brand new pair of shoes kind of inspired by what her late mother used to wear and there's also a flashback at one chapter at some point where presumably before she dies, she's like, no, these are very important shoes for some reason. And that's that's all you get of that backstory. So, yes, she now works for him to make shoes and then 
ends up making him super popular again because persuades him into making women's shoes again. Persuade is a persuade in the context of this manga, which I mean, you're making women's shoes. These are great. You're making them. Like, no, you're bankrupt. You're making them. But, but (laughs) this will solve all of your problems that you're currently lamenting. Not all of his problems. Okay, no, but it will save him from immediate financial collapse, which he is apparently on the point of. Uh, Sure. I I never really bought the whole financial issue end because, yeah, apparently... I I don't know that you've spelled it out in a way that I'm like, I I don't think he was necessarily like, he's got a month to sort it, or that's it. We've got to put on a talent show to save the farm. He he does kind of say, like, uh, the finances aren't doing great, blah, 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 not getting enough customers so forth like i could see somewhere down the line not too far off necessarily where you'd be like no i just can't keep the shop open anymore not making enough money sure sure but uh yeah but either way that is that is then the providing plot she works for him and slowly learns the craft of shoemaking to pay off making a super swish pair of shoes for her which she repeatedly fails to figure out when she sees designs which are clearly for her, and she's like, no, it couldn't possibly be for me. And like, you cannot be this stupid. <laughs> Specifically for your foot type, which he's already stated is rare. Rare foot type in Japan, and he is not working on any shoes for anyone else. So No, at that point he At that point he is, but yeah, it is very much like a... Like, don't get me wrong, I can also appreciate, like, I don't want to get my hopes up, but, you know, it almost certainly for you. <laughs> yes. Ah, dear. But anyway, yes, that that's the plot. Go on, have that. <laughs> that's where it ends. <laughs> that's that's it. That's all you get for plot. It there's not there's there's nothing here. It is and you could tell a story about this and I don't know why you'd want to, but you can. And it could be uh obsessed shot in, maybe, I don't know. Obsessed man gets a new view on life because a younger person comes in and revitalizes him in his passions, for better or worse. So you could do that. That's not what this does. Literally all you get is her very, very slowly learning how to make shoes one step at a time. Like you, and like the only thing you really get to how difficult it is for her is she's cutting out soles, like shoe soles, at one point, and she's like, Oh, it was easy when they were big, but when they're small, it was hard. Like, yeah, no shit. I mean, you do see her when she's then trying to like trace people's feet, having a hard time, and he has to step in. I don't that. know how she's having that hard a time. It's fucking tracing a foot. Like, granted, you're not going to be perfect at it the first time, but she does like use like one of those crazy pens that jiggles all over the place while you're writing. It it is a bit weird how she can't do that first time, but the whole cutting the lever (laughs) takes like a duck to water. (laughs) It's like, I think the person who wrote this is like fascinated by feet and shoes, but doesn't know all that much about it. Or like knows, knows enough about it to like show the process, but has no idea which part would be easy and which part would be hard. Because I don't think it would be easy to trace a foot perfectly on your first attempt. I think you'd get it wrong, but you wouldn't fucking have a zigzag around them by the end of it. I I don't know why they did that. Well, because the whole point was, we were shown, they have to use, I think they call it a scriber pen first. Yes. Which is not just like a pen or a pencil, it's like a whole thing, like a a block of wooden thing. Yeah. 
to make sure you're getting like very specific lines being drawn. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine if you've never used that, you might get a bit of a wobbly line and things. And then it's like you've got to go around the foot again with a normal pencil, but you've got to do it at an angle so you can get like the arc of the foot instead of just the outline. And then you've got to get a measuring. And that was sort of the thing. It was sort of like it was portrayed that there was all these steps and she was like, oh, I'm going to do this, prove I can be a real go-getter and help him out because he's just stepped outside for a minute to take mm-hmm. a phone call or something. And she wants to prove how capable she is and just gets a bit overwhelmed. Yeah, she she does get flustered at anything touchy-feely, it seems like. Like, whenever there's any skin contact, it's like, ah! Which is fair, I think. It's fair, it's just that it happens every single time. I'm like... <laughs> According to this story, you've known him for over a month at this point. I want to say at one point it's about three months. It might, might be. I know there's one point specifically where she says, I've been working for you for a month. Yeah, there's one part where she says she's been there for a month. And then I feel like there's one part where uh, it's with her school friends or something. One of her friends keeps asking her to go do karaoke or whatever after school. And she's saying, oh, yeah. I can't. I've got work or whatever. Except for the one time she does. And it's like, oh my God, it's been three months. <laughs> like it's a very throwaway line and incredibly irrelevant really but yeah, I don't I don't blame her for being on edge the entire time she's in there she's been nothing but sexualized since the moment she walked through the door like against her will as well like he's constantly scoring like upskirt shots and views of her feet and making her Putting her in compromising he's positions he's looking at her legs a lot I don't think he's staring up her skirt oh her. there is there is one, one occasion there's one part where he drops a pencil or something and yeah, like, oh, no, no, I the pencil. yeah. that's the big end of volume two to be fair oh yeah that's the cliffhanger that's that's the cliffhanger because <laughs> then she sees his boner it's like oh no how He's like, she... and i'm it's like <laughs> well to be fair i'm like not really because she's already like reasoned away somehow this 10 times in her mind like yeah. i mean she... Literally, he she leaves the shop at one point. And he goes, "Well, time to deal with whacking the mole, <laughs> banking the monkey, etc." Banking the monkey. Yeah. Immediately off with the trousers, and then she just walks back in on it, and it's like, "Oh, you were <laughs> taking back to take a bath." Like, um, it was just sort of that immediate. The door has shot off with the clothes. He's so like, damn horny, he couldn't even just, wait a second. Just Pretty wait much. like five minutes to be sure the coast. I don't know, get a sandwich or something, jeez. <laughs> like, find the porn you're going to be using. For, I, I don't know. Just... Yeah, like, he was he was raring to go. I, I, if anything, I would argue the plot of this is less that and more the toxic relationship. At least that was... I would love for this that to be the actual plot. I would. I, I understand the functionality of the teenager being there, but, man, it just it's so distracting. Like, you could absolutely have a story about a the toxic relationship and how she abuses his love of feet, his fetishization of feet. You absolutely could, but so I don't. It's just sort of there, and the whole time it focuses on ogling this high school student. Because it's almost like it's not, sadly, but it, it's almost like those are the kind of things you would expect to see in a Jose manga, which we don't. I don't think we've ever actually done a Jose on this show because I don't even know what that means. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. 
I don't think so because they're very rarely translated. To be fair, um, it's basically for Mike's benefit. So you have shonen boys, shojo mm -hmm. girls, seinen mm -hmm. men's, and then jose, essentially women's. But it's much more about like emotion. Generally, it's more about like emotional relationship style things. Like um, I see uh, the um, oh, what the fuck's it called? Rakugo. I forget the name. Showa, Shoujonkun, Rakugo, something I think it is, or Rakugo Descending Stories. It's probably one of the most famous Jose's out there, which is very much more about emotional nuance and all that rather than, for example, Siren, which will be, oh, there's, there's a lot of blood and violence and sex. Or... On, one, on one end, you've got Berserk. <laughs> yes. But yeah, like, J Jose's, they'll get a lot of, like, traction over here. They are the least popular of the four and they are the least translated, therefore, of the four. But um, they, they, they're usually interesting reads, but. Yeah, again, if that was more what this lent into, that would be cool. But no, it's it's an element that sadly is just an element rather than the whole thing. Yeah, and the the thing, the vibe I've getting this, and you're gonna have to bear with me on this one. But the right. vibe I get with the relationships in this, it it goes back a bit. Rent a girlfriend. Those, uh, this, I, I get the exact okay. same vibe, like same sort of toxicity from this that i get from rent a girlfriend because you have the granted the male protagonist is not the manipulator here that's the ex-wife but you have the manipulator you have the person who clearly wants more than he's letting on the kind of shitty behavior that causes like it fundamentally feels the exact same to me and i think that's one of the reasons why i find the whole thing so unlikable because of all the shit we discussed way back in episode one. I mean, that's a callback for you. I, I think the difference for me here is there's more emotional nuance in the relationship. and. Oh, yeah. Rent a girlfriend's still worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, sure. <laughs> uh, that was never up for debate. I, I see the yeah. comparison you're making. I still that there's more. Like, imagine if Rent a Girlfriend actually had emotional depth to its characters. That would be. Oh. That would be impressive. Uh, yeah. Never going to happen. You're still reading it, by the way, fellas. It's still going. It is still going. Yeah. God, we're like three years deep into this. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, rent a girlfriend's never ending. <laughs> it it makes far too much money. Why? No, you know what? You know what? That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's clearly found its people, and you know what? More power to you, I guess. It, it has found its audience of itself. And... Something I do love is um, there's a few people that read it, that have taken it upon themselves to abridge every chapter that comes out for it now. Okay. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, here's a new chapter of Rent-A-Girlfriend, and it's like, you just go to the comments and someone's like, alright, here's the abridged version, it's just cut out like 80% of the content. And then they're like, here's the extreme abridged version, it's like, one panel long. It's like, this is the only panel that mattered this week. Yeah, I could Everything read that else easily. Probably just like, oh, look at her, she's hot. Because uh, that happens every chapter still. My God, how many how many people does he have in the harem at this point? Is it five, six? How many of them is he renting? <laughs> I think two, if I remember correctly. <laughs> no. Oh shit. He he only ever rented her. Oh, um, he rented a girlfriend. Oh my God, yeah. singular. In in the harem, one, two, three. I'm gonna say three. Nah, there's gotta be more. Because there's Manny, uh, there's, there's, there's his actual girlfriend, there's his rented yes. girlfriend. Yes, those are the three. 
doesn't he have like a sister? No. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm misremembering that. <laughs> Wait, no, isn't Shad? I thought that was the protagonist of like the spin-off. Does um, I don't know if you'd count her as part. To be perfectly honest, at this point, I don't know if you'd count the actual girlfriend as part of the harem either. So you know, <laughs> swings and roundabouts. Do you mean actual girlfriend or rented girlfriend? I, I mean the actual girlfriend. The, the one who he is actually girlfriends with, right? Okay. Yeah, yes, the one who, again, we say actual girlfriend. The <laughs> one who was like, "I'm your girlfriend now," and he's just like, "But no," and she's like, "Nah, tough. I have made this decision." <laughs> um, okay. And you know, in the other series, I might call that toxic, but in that case, I'd be like, "Yep, yeah, there we go. Problem solved. Done. Take it." <laughs> no, it it really is a case of just like away from this series. <laughs> it really is just a case of like, my dude, you got a girlfriend right there. There you go. <laughs> she wants you. She all, digs you. All the pussy all you can well want. <laughs> just uh, it's the, the same sort of vibes here, uh, and I, I understand that it is much worse in uh, a rented girlfriend, but. Damn, man. It makes the whole thing just kind of... I mean, gross is I mean, the, definitely the word because of just how sticky this whole thing is. But... I think it is intending that, though, in some yes. regards. So, like, I do feel like in some ways... I think I said it earlier. I feel like the story is less about the shoes mm-hmm. and they are just there. That's how he monetizes his fetish. <laughs> yes. And it's more about him learning to accept who he is and his fit. I'm gonna go with like if if the this goal man of ex- the story in theory should be yeah coming to terms with his issues and either getting them under control or accepting them. Yeah, like the it's like ex- accepting and moving them. on from his toxic relationship. Yeah, it's it's like him coming to realize it's fine to like what I like and sort of you say like getting it under control to an extent where. It's not driving everything he does in a way that it is at the moment. Now, I agree with you. That should be the goal of this. It should be. Because once again, there's a story there that can be told. But this thing has no interest in telling any, any kind of story, realistically. Like, there's not going to be anything different by the end of it that there is at the beginning because the writer's just not interested in telling that story. It is purely a vehicle for foot fetish content and i'm not into that particular fetish so i don't know if this is good foot fetish content or not well no because you don't see the feet half the time you see quite a lot of feet you see more leg than feet that's because he has a leg fetish he, oh totally has a leg fetish no nah, i don't don't believe that for a leg second fetish is how you how, I, I imagine leg fetish is what feet fetish people say to try and sound more normal <laughs> Sure. No, I mean, it's no, the whole no. leg. It's the whole thing, like the knee and like <laughs> the thigh. I'm, in, I, I'm into the cartilage found at the back of the knee. I don't just want to suck your toes. No, that's that would be weird. Well, yeah, that's the sucking end of the leg. <laughs> what you never, you never, you never suck the knee of your partner, Mike? Is that what you're saying? Uh. But we'll talk about this afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all I'm saying is I caught that 13th stream, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really not judging people for their fetishes, but it is funny. Like, fetishes are hilarious. They always are. And they're always weird. They're always funny. I think if we all just have a good sense of humor about it, we'd all be better off. 
Oh, I think if everyone was just more open about sexuality in general, the society as a whole would be better off. But It'd be more stanky, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, largely better I said be off. more open about that. I didn't say, like, walk out naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, clearly you're not being very open then, are you? <laughs> yeah, I... This, this thing doesn't really feel like it has a point. And I know you guys lambast me constantly for saying shit like that, but... I get the feeling you agree on this one. That like there's no there's no real focus, no necessity for this story. There's get, nothing really driving it. For me, like it has plot threads, but I agree that it doesn't really have like outside an overall driving force. And considering I now know that it ends one volume later, I'm not really sure what it's gonna try and cobble but a bunch yeah. together oh, in its final volume. Found board. I did. <laughs> Thank Christ. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where this thing... Let's, let's just assume it didn't get shit-canned, as you called it earlier. <laughs> let's just assume it was allowed to run out its full course. So this pure number pulling out my ass, we want to do six volumes. Okay, that's how long the story was going to be. Where would this have concluded? Like, what would have been the satisfying conclusion of this? What's the sat- okay, so the satisfying non-rush version of the ending is going to be, and you're going to hate me for this, that he um, starts going out with the schoolgirl, because of course he mm-hmm. will, and yeah. um, they, he gets over his issue. It's magically cured now. It's fixed. Gone away. She turns out that she's the most into having her feet jizzed upon, and they're happily ever after. <laughs> is that what you're but going with? I don't with? think it's necessarily that because obviously he had that with his ex-wife i think it's more she accepts that part of him and doesn't abuse that like his ex-wife does god that's a low bar for success it it ends with the police being like i'm sorry (laughs) ma'am there's a restraining order now ex-wife dear you're gonna have to leave him now like no but i still love him well you've had your chance Uh, i don't you see i don't think that's true and i mean i know you were kind of joking when you said that but I don't think this thing thinks that that relationship is toxic. I no, think whoever no. wrote this... I don't necessarily no. think it's as toxic the author thinks it's as toxic as it is, but there's no way you could write a character like that and not realise that she's being manipulative and abusive. No, I'm not convinced. I'm pretty uh, sure, even at one point, the, our, our main character does say, like, hang on, did I just get manipulated after he's spoken to her? Yeah. The way I always read it was, like, every single time that happens, it's like, he... It's written or drawn in such a way that, like, he looks like he's kind of into it, but like, he's clearly not. But, like, maybe. I mean, y- yes, he's kind of into it because he's got his leg fetish that she keeps playing up. <laughs> so he's like, I know what you're doing, but god damn those legs. It's just, to me, it really feels like, well, for one thing, the author of this clearly has a foot fetish, but it seems to very much be a sort of a self insert kind of thing where, like, the author would love it if that was to happen to him. He would love it if someone was to, like, abuse him for his foot fetish. So, and so therefore... right. you're, you're, you're thinking the author is someone who has a foot fetish and is also a master. Yes, pretty much. But right. the, the guy in this story is not, supposedly, not a masochist. What like, you're saying is that this. the author um, goes to, like, dominatrix things and likes getting stepped on. Yes, that's pretty much what I'm saying. Like, and yes, this is very much an assumption based on very little evidence. So I'm not making any definitive statements here, but that's really my feel here, that the guy is into being dominated, but he recognises that for some reason he can't 
explicitly say that in this manga that he's writing. I don't know. So, like we do we do have at least one part where, when again the ex-wife is being manipulative, he's just like, "No, stop that! You know how difficult this is for me. Why why are you being like this? Why are you making things hard for me?" Kind of thing. I'm not explaining myself very well here. Because... I mean, you can be you can be a sub and be annoyed that you're just constantly you be, the yes. way of your. Uh... <laughs> the whim of your dick because you know consent is a thing very much so but i'm not explaining myself very well because what i'm trying to say is the character very much is not very submissive he's a little bit maybe and he clearly has this foot fetish and he's clearly being manipulated and abused but i think the author doesn't necessarily like his the author's fetish is that that's not a bad thing like that's his kink like he in that situation, he would want to be abused, but the character doesn't. So there's a bit of a disconnection between the writing and the characterization. Does that make more sense? Like again, I'm not explaining it very well. My thoughts. No, I, I, I mean I get what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, I just it makes the whole thing feel very incongruous throughout the entire thing. Like it, just it almost really... sounds like you say it would be therefore be better if he was just a total sub. Yes, genuinely it would be. Um... Because you could still do the exact same story of like, no, I don't give consent for this, essentially. But like him being annoyed that he's being manipulated because, you know, that's a real big I mean, I feel thing like that's that more like what you would do as the conclusion of being like, okay, I accept that I'm... Jesus Christ. I accept that I am a serve mistress. It's... Well, no, no, because I think Here the is way is... <laughs> because, of course, when people are in any kind of relationship, it can fall apart for whatever reason. And so they're no longer in this relationship, but she keeps abusing the fact that she like knows how to like turn him on. Yeah. So there is a story to be used here where he's like, no, I no longer want to be in this relationship. Stop manipulating me. And you could do the exact same thing. It's just like it would feel like less like you're being lied to along the way. You know, I, I don't know. Like, it's a very it's a subtle point, but I think it does make a huge difference. I, I mean, in, I never got the like, thing that I was being lied to. I see I did I, I felt like the the motivations of the character never matched up with with like the the actions that were undertaken like his actions that were undertaken throughout this thing like I, I don't know like it's a it's a subtle point and probably down to opinion but it just it didn't help that it really did feel like this was just someone's spank bank material and it was masquerading as something deeper than it was uh, they just it just made the whole thing very very unlikable for me. I mean, I don't think it was someone's jerk off material or anything. It's definitely very fan service. I'm not arguing that point. I don't think it was something someone was like, "I want to draw this because I want to jerk off to it." I mean, sure, sure. I, honestly, I have no idea. Do artists, do porn artists, jerk off to their own material? I. I kind of doubt it, honestly. I, I would doubt it, considering most artists I've met over the years are very much <laughs> self-critical of their own work. I'm like, uh. <laughs> I thought you were going to go the other way. It's like, most porn artists don't want to draw porn. <laughs> Which but, is also true. I feel like, yeah, it's a case of a lot of them don't just want to only draw porn, but they're also very much aware that that's where the money is half the time. Most of the artists that I've talked to, and I've supported to a surprising amount that draw porn, they are just like, please, 
Let me draw not giant dicks and tits. <laughs> please pay me to draw my OCs, please. <laughs> please, please pay me to draw anything else. A tree. I could I draw mean, a tree. Yes, I'll put a penis on the tree. To be fair, though, I feel like a lot of those cases where it's like, yes, I draw porn on commission, it's normally, the problem is, people that will pay you money are normally the big money. Yes. They, they do want some weird shit. Yeah, like, they they realize yes, yes. that draw me my furry inflation porn yes like yeah, yeah. they realize in order to get as specific as they need they're gonna have to pay extra and the but thing yeah, is so most artists probably unless they've got another job probably need the money in the nicest <laughs> yes place. struggling so artists is like, very much yeah. a thing yes it's yeah. like yes fine i will draw your very questionable desire Oh, we want six dicks now. Okay, six, six. Oh, dicks. So, oh, and dicks growing out of the dick. Oh, that that also dicks. tiny dicks, yeah. <laughs> Which also have dicks growing off of them. Now you're just <laughs> making me imagine of I can't remember what the movie is because I am infamously a, the a huge movie watcher. The one where the mouth opens and it's another head with a mouth in it. I think it might be Predator alien. or Alien. alien. Yeah, alien, alien. But that with but with the penis. <laughs> yes. So out of the penis just comes another penis. I mean, that thing is pretty phallic in of itself, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's porn of it. I'm sure people rock their socks oh. off to bloody Predator and Alien. Guarantee it. Like, I, I'm not even going to Google it. Like, that's, that's obvious. Like, if Bad Dragon doesn't have an Alien-themed <laughs> dildo. Sure, sure. <laughs> I got yeah, probably. Uh, Again, I don't even need to Google it. I know that. I'm pretty sure this isn't even the first time Bad Dragons come up on this show. <laughs> I was going to say, was it for this show we talked about it before and we actually had a lot? Almost certainly. No, I, don't know, I don't know if that was for 69 or for I remember. Else. I remember this now. Because the thing you're about to something like the most realistic monster Yeah, the mo most realistic <laughs> dragon dick, and it's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> what what hey. do you know that we don't? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been oh. to the land of dragons. It's real, and I looked at their dicks. <laughs> Surprisingly spiky. <laughs> oh. I don't remember what episode that was on, but oh. man, was it funny. <laughs> it may not have even been on an episode. If it wasn't, that happened one time. It, it might have just been some preamble. <laughs> it might have been preamble. It might have been when we were playing golf. That's always the kind of shit that would come up in those conversations. <laughs> yep when we're at our most unhinged. My Google search history gets very worried every time I play golf. It's like, <laughs> no, what are you going to make me look at now? <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I think it's funny for this. I think it's funny that we have discussed the plot so very little. Like, the majority of this podcast has just been no, talking we've, we've about... No, we've discussed every element of this ad nauseum. <laughs> that was my point I was about to make. <laughs> we've literally discussed the entirety of the plot. Like, the only thing we haven't discussed is the individual depraved sections of this thing that it likes to focus on. It's like, it, it does have some scenes of, like, actual shoemaking, where there's, like, entire pages with no dialogue, and it's just them making shoes. I mean, I, I praise that. I think that's why the author knows the craft quite well, because there are times where they'll just let it lead with the visuals rather than the dialogue. I'm I agree. Said it as well, like, you get a lot of, this is how feet and shoes work but the thing is like the, the manga is so sans content let's say that i flew through this thing in maybe an hour two volumes in an hour 
because there's so little going on on any given page. I think it is also slightly shorter than what we usually do. At least the sure, channel but... felt. Because it was five, ten chapters total, and each of them was only really 30, maybe a couple yeah, more pages of that. They were like 25 to 35 pages-ish. And yeah. that would normally include like your title page or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the point is, it definitely felt like a, a shorter, breezier read for better ad. More often worse. Yeah, like, I, I would have preferred a much heavier read with, like, actual discussion of any of its I mean, themes. I'm not going to lie. At one point when, because I, I might have been one of the first to actually read, probably was actually the first to read through this on the first read through, because we did two volumes. I was like, oh, it's only three volumes. Like, we could just do all am, three. Am I just going to read the third one? Am I just going to wrap it up? And like, nah. No. Like, not a lot of desire to read past. I think, what yeah, I think there's more to. discussion to be had from like, what could the third volume be? And then at the end of the show, which we're rapidly getting near, hmm. do you read the final volume? Yeah, because here's the here's where you and me, Sean, are going to very much differ. Oh, I man. actually, I no, I actually think the fan service in this is actually necessary to the what plot we do have and the plot that it would like to tell. I I feel. The leg focus is necessary. I feel, oh no, I pulled down my pants, isn't Well, what I, I'm talking about fan service. I mean, like, the gratuitous sexual content is really what I'm actually referring to. The whole, I accidentally pulled down my pants thing. Okay, sure. Do, I mean, I could, do I need to see the porn to know that he's watching porn? I, th- I actually think you do. And it's for the reason that if the whole point of this thing is that he is obsessed with his particular fetish and his addictions and stuff then I think it's important for the reader to be able to see that so they can kind of feel what he feels, so that they can have an insight into his particular obsessions. Like, are you saying you got off to this? I am not saying I got off to this. What I'm saying <laughs> is, if there was just so like... feel what he feels. What know? I'm saying is... <laughs> Sorry. If you just had like him just like in a room, like, oh, I'm jerking off, and then, oh, I got caught, and like you didn't have any of the actual sexual content there, it would feel very cheap and rushed. Whereas the way it feels now with us actually seeing it as well, it feels more like you're experiencing that alongside him and are therefore getting some insight into his obsession. See, that's why I think this is actually an important addition of sexual content in something, because I feel like it actually does inform the character. That being said, there's no... I just feel to inform, that really. if there's a person sitting next to a computer and they reach for a box of tissues, I don't really need to see the porn to know what's happening. Sure, I mean, you know what's happening, but it's like, it's, you're less informed about the obsession that way. How am I less informed? I know he's jerking it. I don't need to see the stuff he's jerking <clears throat> it to, to know he's jerking it. Well, no, that's the, that's the, this is where we differ. This is my point. <laughs> like, I actually feel like seeing it adds something to this because... It allows you to like see through his eyes, sort of thing, and try and like see what how he views this whole thing, rather than us looking at it from an outside perspective and being like, "Look at that guy jerking off." I just I feel like you get that from the rest of it, like when he's staring at legs, or when he's talking about legs, or when he's ogling legs repeatedly, or when he's covering, like when he's on a train at one point with all the legs, and he's usually got something to cover over his crotch area because he knows it'll be cropping a boner. I feel like you get that with that. I don't need to, in addition, have, oh no, my pants came down. Oh no, I'm watching porn on the computer. Oh look, I've... Actually, no, the, the jizz on the leg bit is actually fine. That actually makes sense. Weird as that sounds. Yeah, like, this is, again, this is where we 
we do differ. Weirdly, um, that I, ties into the characters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that's kind of my point. I think some of the fan service, yes, you can just get rid of. Like the whole when she pulls down pulls down her tights at one point, and her underwear comes with it. You didn't need that. Uh, I, don't, I don't even get why at the one point the like one well, of the first interactions is okay. Take off your shoes and I'll show you. And then she's like, right, and starts pulling down her leggings. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm assuming that was a translation mistranslation. I I assume she it was meant to say take off your tights. Show me your feet. Yeah, yeah show me your feet. I, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that when he was going to be drawing around her feet or something? Yeah, like I'm assuming that was a mistranslation. I think that was when he was just looking at the foot type she had to explain why it was uncomfortable. Yeah, it was quite near the beginning. Uh, so yes, um, it's more just I can understand like if it was, oh, I need to like take a outline of your feet or something. Yeah, I, I can understand it's not just take off your shoes. It's no, you need to take off like socks, stockings, whatever. Yeah, because you need just bare feet. Otherwise, you're going to get the wrong measurement. Like I'm weirdly considering the content that we do get in this. I'm weirdly willing to give this thing the benefit of the doubt in a lot of instances my god it, it's happened it's, 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 it's an easter miracle <laughs> <laughs> we are actually recording this on easter sunday <laughs> jesus has truly returned mike's giving something the benefit of the doubt oh i'm giving plenty of things benefit of the doubt have remember, you remember when we talked about you... oshinoko in the last episode phil and mike no. shat on that relentlessly <laughs> yes. and yet here we are with the feet fetish series, and Mike's like, yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> uh, no, oh no, it's shit. <laughs> Let, let's be clear. No, it's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> no, the benefit of the doubt I'm giving this is the necessity for some of the sexual content. Some of it, sure. I don't disagree there. <laughs> like, and I do think it's more necessary than you might think, but certain parts of it absolutely unnecessary when he when he jerks it off to his girlfriend's legs yes i get why that's there opening it up with a wet dream does that really add anything apart from see i think it does because i think it because that's not specifically tied to legs that's just he's a it's not fucker. But like, yeah, exactly like it, it shows that he is a general obsessive person especially when it comes to sex well then just change the dream to be about legs and then you very clearly from the start have that communicated rather than just he had a wet dream of sex maybe he's just not had any in a year i mean that is also maybe that's also part of the character like he, the reason why he's so easy to sexually manipulate because he's Maybe that's clearly the final sexually chapter. frustrated. He finally fucks someone, and then there you go, problem solved. <laughs> I'm I mean, sure it could be. I mean, I just think it speaks on, on on that little comment there about maybe sexually frustrated. We do actually see at one point when he does successfully get to go on one of his compensated dates, mm-hmm. and they are in a hotel room. <laughs> she, oh yeah, basically, she basically just walks out on him and is like, nah. Oh yeah, like I remember that part. Like I was going to mention what? this. Like there's, there's quite near the beginning. He goes on a compensated date, and he basically wants her to do foot stuff to him because, of course, he does. And then she's like, she like storms out, despite the fact that she's been paid for the date. Like not necessarily the sex part, but she's been paid for the date. But she storms out. She's like, "What do you mean we came to a hotel and you don't even want to fuck?" It's like, what the hell? I thought that <laughs> yeah. was, I thought that was his ex-wife. No, 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 that was no. a because that's a flashback to his past, isn't it? No, no that, that's him being like, this is his excuse as to why he can't just go to these people for his foot fetish because apparently they're all super judgy. I'm like, wow, that's not only is that a dick move, no pun intended, but that is bad business. <laughs> well, I think from what I remember, the way it's sort of 
written is he's already paid her for the services. Sure, sure. And basically she's like, well, if you're just going to like sit on the floor jerking off, I'm just going to go and I've already been paid. Yeah, bad business. And it's like, well, no, because doesn't she's got her money. She doesn't yeah, but do, no repeat custom? <laughs> no. Like, oh, I wouldn't go back to her if she was just... If that was my fetish and she was like, ugh, God, I'm just going to go, I'd be like, yep, f- fuck you then. I'm never going back to you. I'll find someone else. True, I guess. So, you know, terrible business practice. That's what you should take away from this. The business practices in here are awful. Just awful. He has a shoe creation shop, whatever we call that, atelier, but he doesn't make shoes, got compensated dating that doesn't know how to become long-term compensated for the dating. Terrible business practices. I mean, he does make just male shoes. Which apparently is putting him dire monetary straits, apparently. So... Terrible business practices, is all I'm saying. Okay, well, that changes that context. I just thought that was his ex-wife, and it was a flashback. Nope. To a bad business person. Because actually, just going back through chapter one, that is just after the altercation with his ex-wife, where she's like, no, let's not fuck. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. So he's like, well, guess I'll spend some money. That money he famously has a lot of. Again, another bad business decision. <laughs> I mean, uh, horny people always make bad financial decisions. That's true. I would argue, Mike, that's, that's not true. a business decision. I mean, you're right, you're right. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I'm assuming that wasn't a business expense. I hope not. That's, that's, that sounds like fraud. Unless it was kind. like market research. <laughs> could you, could you can, write Can off you write it off if it's... As a business expense. Probably. Like if you if your job is set, say you work for like Fleshlight or Bad Dragon or something, like could sure. you write it off as like a business expense? Oh, there's a complete tangent, but there's a pretty famous meme out there, or like it got meme status anyway. It was like it was an actual article of someone like an actual like newspaper, like the New York Times or something, like an actual established publication of someone who paid one of their reporters to try out a hundred different sex toys or something and rate them all next to each other and like the the meme is like the the immediate comment after that is like this paper paid someone to just go go to town on themselves for a while and i respect that <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's but, a business experience. but also do you want to be the person that's got their name next to those ratings i yes. mean i'm pretty sure in the i've seen articles <laughs> in the past of like is masturbating at work good for you? And like, not to know where they like paid someone to just go to the loo and you know whack one out or go to is town it... on themselves for like. Now all I'm gonna say is like, you know, maybe it's good for you in some ways. You might find you've not got a job for much longer. I mean, if you're commissioned to do it by your employer, I feel. <laughs> Does that count as sexual harassment? I don't. It's mixing business with pleasure, that's for sure. I mean, as long as everyone consented, which I'm assuming they would, otherwise, boy, that would be a scandal. <laughs> I mean... It's in the job description, don't you know? You have to do this. Just like, during your onboarding process, it's just like, oh, yes, yes, here are your work hours. Uh, now, whip it your, out. Your masturbation slot is two till half two. Oh, so don't worry, I won't need the full <laughs> Okay, right. Lotion will be provided. I feel <laughs> we've done more than enough now to meet up with the series. <laughs> is, there any, is there anything else anyone wants to bring up? 
Oh, the God last note me. I had is character design are what you would expect. <laughs> oh yeah, they're just like people. I mean, as in, no, I mean, as in like, can Iseki looks like a middle-aged worker lady? Akane looks like a cool girl. Our guy looks like a dweeby nerd like who does shoes. There is actually one art character detail, which I don't know if it was intentional, but if it was, it's kind of clever. Where the scenes where the ex-wife has no intention of manipulating the main character, she's wearing trousers, pants, in the ones where she's obviously trying to manipulate him, wearing a skirt. I did not pick up on that. I also didn't. Also, I don't remember any time where she wasn't trying to manipulate him, so... It's like turn the time and when there's, she... There's a couple of times where she just shows up to collect stuff. And all yeah, that. exactly. So when she's not like out of her way to manipulate someone, it seems that she wears trousers. So like, because clearly she knows the effect they have on him, so she covers up on those days. I I would almost argue it's the opposite way round. I mean, way. maybe. But my point is, if intentional, quite clever. Don't know if it was though. <laughs> I I if that if that does light up, then I can believe that was intentional. Like, I can give them that benefit of the doubt because that's an area of the manga that they seem to focus on. So yeah. So. Yeah, that's the only really clever thing I noticed in it. The rest of it's fucking stupid <laughs> and terrible. Oh, boy. Minor correction on my part. I did lock it up at the time, but we'd already moved on. Age of Consent in Japan is 13. Right. Sounds about right. Uh, yeah, but... they are talking about upping it to 16. Probably a good move. There you go. So, in that case, we will move on to our usual conclusionary questions for me and Mike. Would we read more? Would we buy it? Would we watch an anime adaptation if it got one? And in Phil's case, would he buy it? Would he watch it? And would he recommend it to others? Uh, I believe Mike can go first this time. Oh, boy. Mike, yeah. So would you read more? Would you buy it if it ever got officially localized? And if it ever got an adaptation, would you watch it? Um, no. I'm not into foot fetish porn. If I was, maybe I'd like this because they do a lot of service to feet and leg fetishes. If I was into shoemaking, I probably wouldn't care too much about this. Like, I don't think it does enough to the whole shoe making craft for it to be interesting to someone who's just like really into making shoes so yeah i'm not into any of this it's not even well written characters are bland and even when they can they try to be interesting they never quite make it it's just it's just a boring read it's mercifully short i'll give it that but man is it does it feel like a waste of time regardless no no buying no Reading, no watching, no hope for the future. E- even knowing that it's only one volume left, like only even five or even six knowing chapters. that, I would not waste my worthless time. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Ah, oh, dear. It's shit. But yeah. you're giving me the benefit of the doubt. In one aspect, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Fairly similar. Like it to to get the positives out of the way. There is a level of romantic complexity that you don't see in a lot of other stories with its lead divorced couple, which I like. And I think it does at least manage to stay focused on the characters because there's only three of them. Then there is no one else in this story. It is laser focused on them. You don't even really get cameos outside of here's a random old lady. So 
that that part is good and helps it be focused. You can see the love through the art for the art of shoe crafting and the author's an artist's love for feet and legs. But yeah, I don't I don't need to read a series about someone's fetish. I don't I personally don't think you needed half the fan service. The toxicity of the relationship just because even if it is like narratively interesting in some ways, it also then just becomes a constant cloud over literally everything that's happening. Just countless, oh no, I've got an erection now, rut row, and just total lack of narrative direction outside of them. Like the main narrative is not the main narrative, and that's never a good sign in a series. So no, I've got no interest in reading uh, volume three because I don't even know what I gain. As I say, I've only theory crafted what the ending is. He and the girl go out happily ever after with her having her shiny new pair of shoes. In fact, maybe they don't even go out. Maybe it just ends on she gets her shoes and it's like, no, I'm going to stay working here. It's like, the end. We're done. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't gain anything from reading Volume 3 and I wouldn't want to read Volume 3 and I wouldn't want to buy it and I wouldn't want to watch it. I'm just, I'm, I'm good. If I need to fulfill fetish kinks, I'll go fulfill them with porn. Phil! Would you buy this? Would you watch it? And would you recommend this to others? No. I I would not purchase this. It It is not my bag, as it were. I have no particular desire to watch it. Would I recommend it? Probably not. You'd have to be wanting something very specific for me to be like, you know what you want? This story about a guy who makes shoes, but really has lots of fan service because he fucking loves legs. And even then, I just go go watch some porn. I mean, to, to tie it all the way back to the beginning, if you really, really need to watch something about a guy who makes shoes and feet and legs, go go watch uh, Garden of Words by Mikoto Shinkai. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's about 40, 50 minutes and it's Shinkai, so it's a lot better than this. There you go. There's our takeaway. Much like earlier in the episode, we said, go watch, go read Pratchett, uh, go watch Shinkai. There you go. Lesson done. Where it all began and where it all ends. And I don't have a good segue. So, you know what else you can check out, though, before you go watch that film? It's when he's streaming, twitch.tv slash Bezekra. Oh, boy, that's me. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Bezekra. That's B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R for non-foot fetish content. Primarily gaming content, in fact. But what if I want to see your feet? Uh, I... I got nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> I assure you, you don't, you don't want have feet? <laughs> well, as far as the stream's concerned, I don't have anything below the waistline. So, oh. yeah. And also, you definitely don't want to see my feet. So, yeah, that's what I got. You can find me on Twitter, the same name. Tweet at me, tell me that to show feet. Maybe you'll get lucky one day. Other than that, video games. You can follow me at Slazer King, S L A Z O K I N G. Yeah, you can follow me for content on opinions on whatever I'm watching, reading, doing at the time. Phil. Uh huh. Boots or sandals? A boot, I guess. That... Are you sure? See, you seem confused by the question. Because yeah. I'm asking, would and you am like, I going like for a trip to the beach? Or am I going up a mountain? Am I going sake. for a swim? You'll be going down the river in a bloody minute. Right, yeah. okay. So, boots, he said. That's his first answer and that's his final answer. 
If you disagree with that, you can moan at him at Fanax Kian on the Twitter. But before then, you want to follow us as a podcast on the whole on the Twitter, which is at Trash Cast, to be notified the moment new episodes go live or bonus episodes go live, like recently happened with Trash Visual Novel Friends. And of course, the other way you can do that is to subscribe on your various devices, on the various services that we are on, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, tune in, get on there, subscribe, like, follow, rate, leave a review, tell your friends, all of that good stuff. And obviously you can find links to this stuff in our socials down there, including now, finally, a link to Mike's IndieFon run of Inscription. Now that he's uh, live on their channel, you can go check that out, watch him playing a good card game and raising money for charity. But that brings an end to our penultimate year three series. That is right, the end. We are now just one one more to go before Trashtacular Triple. So tell us, my Trash Atelier, what is our final series of year three going to be? Next time, we're reading Three No Taimashi Endergeister, or The Last Exorcist. Endergeister. Oh man, it's even got the last in the title. Yep, that's it. We're done after next week. Game <laughs> over. Game over, man! Game over! So, yes, we will see you in a fortnight for our last year free series before our tournament arc. So take care. Have a great April slash Easter season. Bye-bye!